When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast. I'm your mayor, Chewy Plays Nintendo, joined by my co-mayor, Sergio. Today, we will discuss some of our favorite features that we want to see make it to Animal Crossing Switch, from Wild World, City Folk, and even other non-Animal Crossing games. And so to start, hello, Sergio. Welcome, welcome. Hello, Chewy. How are you? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. It's uh I was just telling you before we started recording. I'm kind of tired today. <laughs> Walked up and down a bunch of stairs, but that is not related to Animal Crossing. <laughs> so, um anyways, I guess I want to get into it. Um the pa- last week we did not talk about the video series I've been making, but um it's essentially a series where I'm talking about five features from each Animal Crossing game that I want to see kind of, I guess, come back and in some form to Animal Crossing Switch, you know? Yes. Um, Because I think there's a lot of really cool things that they can work with and use from the games that, you know, already exist right now, right? Right. And... Um, there, there's some features that I think like deserve to come back and deserve to, you know, just find their way into our games again. So anyways, let's go ahead. We're going to catch up on those two. We're going to talk about my episode last week, which was City Folk and the week before, which was Wild World. So let's go ahead and start with Wild World. Just to give a quick recap on my Wild World video, I said, For the five features that I want back, I wanted unique holidays, which are, you know, Animal Crossing specific holidays, things like Lottie Day, things like um, the flea market, for example, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, then I also said acorns, Um, acorns is kind of a special event just in Wild World. Like, it doesn't exist in any of the other games. Um, But essentially, one week in October, acorns start falling from the trees, and you gotta collect them and go give them to Cornimer, which is like Mare Tortimer, but with corn. (laughs) Uh, And you give him your acorns, and he gives you prizes, which was, this was how you got the mushroom furniture in this game. Uh, And then from there, I also said red turnip seeds. Uh, There was another type of turnip in Animal Crossing, and that was the red turnip, which you could grow through a pack of red turnip seeds. But you only got one seed, so uh, they need to make it seeds. I want (laughs) multiples. Um, The next thing I said was moving. Um, In this game, you can move to another Wild World town, or you can move your whole town to City Folk. Which is pretty crazy. Yes, um, right. I never did that just because, you know, when you get a new Animal Crossing game, you don't want to play the Animal Crossing game you've been playing forever. You yes, know, you wanna, that's right. You want to play the new thing. So when I got City Folk, I was just not interested. I was like, no, why Why do I want my Wild World file <laughs> to keep going? I'm trying to get away from that now. I'm, I'm, I'm right. a city guy now. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not out in the wild. I'm in the city. Come on. Um, so anyways, I wish I tried that feature out because now, I mean, I probably still could, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Right. (laughs) And anyways, the last one I said was the recycling bin, which is kind of their new take on the dump, which was in the first game. Um, I chose this one over the dump just because I like recycling better than throwing things away. Right. Um, yeah, and that that's it, essentially. Um, somebody did comment on the video that they like the recycling bin a little bit better because it doesn't, like, take up space within your town. Like, it's, right. ne- it's neatly tucked away in the, um, the town hall, right? Right. Yeah, so I thought that was a good comment. I was like, oh, I guess I, I always thought the dump was kind of cute. 
So I don't I didn't mind it too much, but right. it, it does make sense that people would prefer to have it kind of like a concealed thing, like not so I guess and I mean if you don't like the look of it, it doesn't get right. in the way of your vision, right? <laughs> right, right. And in in like the person said it doesn't take space in your in your main town area and, and and I agree with that. Um I mean if you wanted it it could be a public works project and, and I'm sure there kind of is one already. I know there's like a fenced area, but it's not officially called a dump, I believe. Um, I'm wondering if in New Leaf, the recycling bin is sort of was replaced by the lost and found. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, I don't believe it was so much replaced because the lost and found was still kind of a feature in those games, those first ones, because... Mm. We had the police station in Animal Crossing um, population growing, right? Yes. And so the police station, like, you would go there and they would have items that were lost and then you could find them. They didn't have to be your items, but right. they right. didn't question you or anything, you know? <laughs> um, right. And in Wild World and City Folk, it was just located in a different spot. So if you went to your gates, your town gates at the northern portion of town. Yes. And you talk to, I think it's uh, Booker there. Right. He's the more pug dog, right? Yes. Um, yeah. If you talk to Booker there, then you get access to the lost and found. Um, so I guess in terms of lost and found, you mean like if you build the police station again? in Right. Yeah, so I guess my thinking is like, I don't feel like that's the replacement for it. I think that's just like one thing that already existed. But in the other games where that existed, you had that and you had the recycling bin. Oh, right, right, right. No, then I, I definitely want to see it back. I mean, it was a neat little way to get extra items. Yeah. And you know, I'm my thinking might be like it didn't make sense to people because I'm guessing the intention of the recycling bin was like throwing all those old boots and cans in there. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, like if you don't have anywhere to put them, you have to take them to Tom Nook in those old games. And he would charge you, essentially. Yes, like you would get right. charged for them handling your garbage. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I guess in New Leaf, the similar replacement to that would be like a trash can um, that you can either build as a public works project or you could just get a trash can that goes inside of your house. And when you'd click on that, your menu actually opens up and you can put items in there. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's like getting rid of the cost of getting rid of something. Um, right. Which is kind of funny because like, it's funny that you're charged for that because it's not really like a significant price or anything. So I don't <laughs> I don't see the appeal or the need for people to want to use something else. Um, yes. So I don't know. I guess like if it were really expensive to get rid of your trash, I think that would change people's minds about it. Right. Um, yeah. And maybe make them lean more toward recycling things. So Yes, that that's right. <laughs> um, but anyways, that was my quick, not so quick recap of the features that I chose. Uh, in case you all forgot, I'll go through them all real quick again. Unique holidays, acorns, red turnip seeds, moving and the recycling bin. So what did you think of that list when you saw it? Good. I, I liked it. And it's definitely like some of the key features that stand out from, from Wild World, you know, back in the day. Um, there are two more that I thought of that that I would have um, replaced on the list. I'm, it's hard to say which ones I would have taken out. I guess in a way I would have taken out moving because for Animal Crossing Switch we're we're not really gonna be moving. You know, everyone it's looking forward to starting fresh. And maybe the unique holidays. Ah, no, I actually like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure, but. The two features that I also remember or that stand out to me is uh, online multiplayer for that was a that was the first time that it was introduced for Animal Crossing. It was uh, very momentous, you know, it, it, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't as refined as online gaming is nowadays. But to us, playing Animal Crossing online, 
you know, long distance with friends, it was amazing. And, and being able to also send little chat messages in game, it, that was great. And, and being able to say, oh, let's go fishing or let's go fossil digging, etc. Yeah, that, I thought that was cool. Yeah, it is. It's crazy when you think of the first Animal Crossing game and you just kind of remember that there was no, I guess, there was just no way to play that game with somebody at the same time unless you both like brought your TV into the same room and you were playing together at the same time. But Mm -hmm. it's still not the same thing because you're not in the same town, you know? Yes. Um, And then to go from that and, you know, just start in Wild World and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm in the town with somebody else. It's the first time I felt like I realized, like, I am the only human in this town. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's, There's nobody else. Like, it's just me. And so, I don't know. It felt pretty crazy at first. And, yeah, uh, I don't think there's a, any question that multiplayer will be available on Switch. Like, that's, yes. the, that's the whole part of it. Like, it's got to have multiplayer. So I guess I never doubted that would be making a return. Yes, right, right. Um, and for sure it has to, especially because of the online application and service that we're going to be paying for. Yeah, I mean, clearly they need to charge people to play Animal Crossing some way. Um, and... Yeah, I guess I think at this point it doesn't make sense for Nintendo to not have online options for games. And personally, I think that's a really good thing. Um, I think it's great that a lot of their games include the local multiplayer. I still want them to keep that. But there's some games that I'm like, I would have bought this if if it had online play, like Kirby, for example, you know? Yes, right. Um, Kirby Star Allies came out beginning of this year, and I didn't get it. I still haven't gotten it. I'm still not planning on getting it, but that would change dramatically if they were like, oh, you can play this online. Because then I would be like, cool, I'm getting it. I'm going to play online with my brother, and we're going to beat this game together essentially right. you know right. um because that's fun to me right i i just need uh it, it having online play just makes things so much easier and yeah I, I don't know they are gonna start charging for online so it just doesn't make sense for nintendo to skip out on it on games anymore you know right yeah so you had other features um, yes. from wild world the other one that i remember from back then was the constellations with Celeste. If I remember correctly, you know, they didn't do much. You you would select one that you wanted to see during the night and, and that was about it, but I always thought it was a neat little extra feature that it, it was just missing from New Leaf and I never really understood why, you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of people really miss this. I'm kind of sad I left it off of my list now that you mention it. Because um, <laughs> I know when I played Wild World and City Folk, I did not use this enough. Um, Yes. I used it, like, when I did use it, I would make a ton of constellations at a time. And I think most of the reason I didn't use it too much was because I would make a constellation and I'd be like, oh, I don't see this till December. Well, it's like March right now. Come on. (laughs) I have to wait the whole year. (laughs) And so, I mean... I, I I don't know why I did this, but I'd be like, oh, well, that's that. I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> Instead of just being like, oh, if I make a constellation somewhere else, maybe I'll see that one sooner. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. I, I should have used it more, but I do really like that aspect. And while I was playing Wild World, I did notice like the top screen is the sky. Yes. And then the bottom screen was, you know, where the bulk of your gameplay took place. So your character was on, lived on that bottom screen. You would move around the world on that screen. And all the while, the top screen was just the sky, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, which is nice, but I do kind of prefer overall that they moved the, I guess, bottom screen up. And then the bottom screen in New Leaf was a map of your town. 
So hmm. it was already, it's already available in that game, you know, like, yes. it, I guess it just maneuverability around your town. It was easier knowing that there was a map on the bottom screen right away. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, I guess I do like that aspect of being able to look at the sky um, because there are still things like shooting stars in New Leaf and I, did they have shooting stars in Wild World? Do you remember? Mm, I believe so. Yeah, so essentially, like, if you see... It's easier to see a shooting yes. star if you're... Sc- right, it would the be easier there. there. Right. Mm-hmm. But having the sky at that top screen was for sure a great move with the constellations in mind. Like, yes. people would be able to enjoy the sight of the constellations. And now that I'm thinking about it, like, everybody had different constellations in their games. If you visited them at night, you'd see, like, a different um sky than every than yourself right so that was the first public works project now (laughs) um at least i'm going to consider it the first public works project creating a constellation in the sky so it made your town kind (laughs) of unique in that way right yes yeah and once again i don't know why there's always a helicopter flying over just when i'm recording (laughs) (laughs) um it's so weird because because uh, it's a different time every time right, we record, yeah. <laughs> but for some reason I don't hear it throughout the day. It's just now. <laughs> um, anyways, so I really like your answers. Um, for what you would add, right. I think if I were to add those and remove some of mine, I'd probably also remove the moving, but yes. I'd pick maybe the recycling bin because now that you're mentioning like the lost and found which kind of does the same thing mm-hmm. as the recycling bin. I'm like, oh, well, that, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that's one way to get random cool items every day, you know? Right. I think it would be better to have the constellations and just, just have them refined so they're a little more, not not to say more useful, but more like immediate reward type of thing. Yeah, I want to place the stars in the sky and then build my constellations because I think that's what also made it difficult for me. Like I had to find the right cluster of stars to make what I wanted to make. And then I found out that I wouldn't see it till December and I'd be like, man, (laughs) (laughs) come on. (laughs) I have to wait. Like this is real time Animal Crossing. Give me a break. (laughs) Cut me a little break. Like let me determine what month I'm seeing this part of the sky in. Yes, right. Um, it'd be nice if that were labeled, you know? Because yeah. the, the interface when you go and try to make a constellation, like it doesn't tell you what time of year you are yes. making a constellation in, you know? Um, so I guess I would like to see that added to the interface where it's like, oh, here is June, um, or actually, what month are we in? August. That would make more sense for right. me to say. I don't know why I'd, I didn't start there. Um, here's August, the month of August for this date. If you make your constellation here, you can see this right away. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I, that would be a good way to improve the interface, right. I think. Um, so I guess let's go ahead and move on into City Folk and the City Folk, a quick recap. I'll do, I'll try to do this faster than the last one. I know I get, I I get a little wordy. (laughs) Um, so the first one was Tom Nook point system. You got loyalty points at Tom Nooks and could trade them in for items. Layered Towns was my second one, which was a cliff in your town or two cliffs. I think, yeah, you can have multiple. And then Changing Nook's Shop. If you upgraded all the way to Nookington's, you could get a survey and Nook would, you know, essentially let you pick a different shop that he would show. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you could revert back to older shops. Uh, the next one was a fountain, which I know they're still in New Leaf, but the fountain in City Folk worked differently. You'd throw an axe in there. Serena, the Chihuahua, would come out and yell at you, and then she'd maybe give you back your axe, or she'd give you a golden axe or a silver axe. So yes. I thought that was cool. Um, and then finally, one thing that all Nintendo games need but don't have, but this one did, voice chat. Yes. 
I can't believe we had a, a game with voice chat. That's amazing. <laughs> right, right. And from Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, they, they've avoided that forever. Right. But somehow City Folk was the one exception to the rule. <laughs> um, yes. Actually, do you know if the We Speak, um, I guess, what would you call that? Peripheral? Right. Yeah. Do you know if that worked with other games outside of City Folk? Yes, I am. Um, there was a first-person shooter game called The Conduit. I think at least um, that series had two games. I think it worked on at least one of them. So, yeah, there, there's at least that one, and then it had its own little. They they call it a channel, and and you could just use it, I guess, like a like a telephone conference type of thing. But yeah, it was very limited. As far as I know, it's only those three games. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy that. So few games have had voice chat through Nintendo, like official things. Um, So before I ask you some questions about this list, I feel like I have to make an amendment to Mm. my list. Um, I'm going to go ahead and scratch Fountain out of that, (laughs) out of these features. Uh, I love it, but we can, like I said, we can build a fountain now. It doesn't work the same. That's too bad. But... I'm going to scratch it off for this reason alone. <laughs> there is one feature that I left out of this that I regret. I regret it immediately. <laughs> um, there, So Brewster, who was actually added in Wild World to the game. Yes. Um, there's a little coffee shop added in that game. Made a return in City Folk. And you would go and visit Brewster. And if you ever talk to Brewster while you are carrying a gyroid... Brewster would notice because he's a big <laughs> fan of gyroids and he would say, hey, I'm a big fan of gyroids. Can I uh, take a look at what you got there in your pockets? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then he offers to store that gyroid for you. He has a little space in. Well, I, I guess I always imagine. I feel like there's a door in the coffee shop of City Folk, mm-hmm. like in the back of the coffee shop. And you can't really go through it, but I feel like that's where he has um, extra storage for gyroids. Yes. (laughs) Um, But anyways, Brewster would hold on to your gyroids. Uh, So anytime you got a gyroid, you can go down to the coffee shop, give it to Brewster. He'd hold on to it. And it was just a good way to or a good place to store just something that usually you wouldn't have the storage for, you know? Yes, that's right. Um, cause I think the struggle in Animal Crossing games is always having enough storage to hoard effectively Mm -hmm. because Animal Crossing is a hoarding simulator (laughs) and you need to have the space to essentially have as many items as possible, you know? Yes. And the game does a great job of wanting you to keep everything. (laughs) Yes. I do. I have such a hard time getting rid of stuff in um, all the Animal Crossing games, yes. and it hurts me. Like, <laughs> I think all my gyroids right now in New Leaf, I have two exhibits in the upstairs <laughs> of the museum yeah. that are just gyroids. Right. So anytime I find one of the gyroids that I'm missing, it's going straight in there. Um, another exhibit I have is a full set of the miniature dinosaur models um i made them all which took a long time which is it essentially means you have to get every single dinosaur bone twice right right (laughs) Uh, so i made models of everything and i have an exhibit in my town of that and then i forget what my other one is probably nintendo items no i used to have one for nintendo items i eventually parted ways with them (laughs) i actually sold them (laughs) and i was like i'm uh, mostly what helped is that i have i did a lot of street pass back in the day um when animal crossing new leaf came out i was in college i had plenty of people to street pass with every single day and then at the same time i would go to comic con in san diego Mm -hmm. every summer and so I had a lot of homes in my street pass um, at, well, my happy home showcase, you know, (laughs) and 
half of them have all the (laughs) Nintendo items. So I'm just like, if I really want to see these again, I'll just go to my Happy Home Showcase and that's where they'll be, you know? Yes. So at that point, I was like, okay, I have no need for these. I can get rid of them and put all my extra pave stuff stuff here, <laughs> um, which I think that that is actually what's in there. Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I think it was because <laughs> I was trying to trade certain items because he wouldn't, he was holding out on me. He would not give me one of the items. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know why. He just skipped over it and wouldn't <laughs> give it to me. And I was like fine, I'm hoarding these and trading with whoever needs them <laughs> for the one that I don't have. Right. Um, so that's why I have a bunch of Pave furniture. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I've talked over a lot about what that amendment should be. So yeah, I'm getting rid of fountains. I went on a huge tangent, but I want gyroid storage back. <laughs> yes, I, I, I agree. I think that makes sense. Um, so I guess, what what did you think of this list of items? I liked it, and if I had to add my own, um, I, I would agree with scratching the fountain, you know, for the, the gyroids. After that, oh man, it gets complicated. I, I guess changing Nuke's shop, it's a, it's a neat little addition, but I think the other um, features are way more important and significant. So I would probably take out the ability to change the shop and I would try to ensure that the game has motion controls. Um, I know Mm. City Folk had them and they were kind of simple. You know, you would use them for... I know at least you could use them for fishing just to throw your net and then pull it back out. I don't know about the the bug catching net. I, I think you could. But... You know, on the Switch, I think the, the controls could be more refined and, and you could, you would be able to use them in in a nicer way and also using HD Rumble. I'm already imagining using the slingshot, you know, and, and getting great feedback from the Rumble. So <laughs> the the reason I I would like to see that as a feature is because they don't have to add motion controls since the game would work perfectly without them. But since there's the option, I, I really want to see them. Yeah, and I think um, the World of Goo game that is, you know, a port to the Switch, I think that has, like, you know, some pointer controls to actually play. So we know it's possible to point at a screen with a Joy-Con and, you know, it pops up on the screen, surprisingly. I don't know. I really don't know how they do it. (laughs) Um, The one thing is I don't think – I think – from people that I've seen kind of review that game, they've mentioned it's not as accurate mm. as the Wii, um, which is the disappointing part. Um, yes. You and I, we play a lot of Splatoon. Um, played, I guess. You, you haven't been playing too much. I know I I haven't been playing right. too much lately. Been taking a little break from Splatoon. <laughs> um, but... I know, like, when you'd open up the map in Splatoon, you kind of have, like, gyro controls to point at the screen. Yes. Um, I don't think they were too hard. They're too hard to get used to. No. So mm-hmm. I feel like that could still work. Um, and then that, it doesn't depend on you using a Joy-Con or anything. Like, that just already works on a Pro Controller. Yes. It works with, like... All the controllers, well, the official Nintendo controllers that you already have access to, yes, you know? Right. Um, so I feel like that'll be a good way to kind of compensate for the lack of motion controls. Um, but also, I think it was fun in City Folk when you'd throw your fishing rod with the motion controls. You could also reel it in yes. with the motion controls. So keep it. I don't know. Right. Uh, I, because it was still kind of optional in that game. Like, you could still press a button yes. to do the same things. But it was also an option, you know? And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think it's bad to have every style of control available to you, you know? Yes, right. Yeah, so I'm into it. Right, right. <laughs> and one thing that I always appreciate in in City Folk and also in uh, Population Growing, the fact that they were 60 frames per second... I know New Leaf, I believe it's 30. 
And Wild World, I don't know. I always felt like it was really, really low. Uh, that was kind of an issue that I had with the game. So I know for sure, you know, for a Switch game, it has to be 60 frames per second. So it's not a, a feature that I would request per se. I'm, I'm just something that I'm expecting and, and that I think it's going to be in it and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it needs to look HD and have the best frame rates. Um, yes. Because, yeah, Wild World, when I was playing it, I did know, I was like, these controls just feel like you can tell there's a little bit of a delay on it just because, you know, the frames don't move as quickly and it's not as responsive, you know? Yes, right. Um, But the Switch is amazing. So I think it's going to definitely look much better, feel much better, and I'm excited. And I can even tell when I played New Leaf, I'm like, okay, so this isn't completely responsive because it's not that same frame rate yes. that we've gotten in other games. Right, um, right. But yeah, it, it's funny though, cause you know, you listed two games that have 60 frames per second and they're both the console specific right. games. <laughs> so I feel like it's going to happen in city folk. It's going to be, Oh, it's going to be so good yes. because so many people love that handheld animal crossing experience. And so many people love that tv animal crossing experience they're both and they're both going to be on one thing yes like yeah that's the thing it's it's, and it's perfect. so seamless right oh just come out tomorrow please <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i like those things did you have any other things to add no i think those are great and, and you know as we go through the games in the five features here five features there uh, you know, if we if we do get all those like twenty features, let's say from the mainline games, that's already awesome. And then, knowing Nintendo, they they're already concocting a lot of things that we cannot even imagine. So it's gonna be an awesome game. Yeah, I mean, I think about like all the great things that Animal Crossing has already done, and then I think of all the new things that they can do, <laughs> and I'm like that it's gonna be great it's gonna be so good um yeah and then this week i'm talking about new leaf i kind of surprisingly i think i had a hard time deciding coming up with the five things i wanted from new leaf and i don't know if it was just because there were so many things that i wanted from new leaf (laughs) i just wanted to make sure that i got the right ones the ones that i feel um, cause uh, these lists are pretty personal. Like they're my personal picks of things that I want to see. Mm-hmm. And so looking at a huge list of features in new leaf, I was, I don't know. I just wanted them to be the ones that represented what I really loved about the game. Yeah, That makes sense. Um, so I'm hoping people like my choices. Um, but there are so many things to Definitely. pick from. <laughs> I'm at this point ever since missing out on that city folk feature I've pretty much determined I need to make an honorable mentions one yes. after all of this and just talk about all the features that I did not get the chance to talk about right um yeah so anyways those are the animal crossing specific features and now let's we're going to go ahead and move into talking about features from other games that could inspire Animal Crossing, or at least have, you know, some great use in the Animal Crossing franchise. Yes. Um, so to start, I do want to say, like, we've talked about Nintendo's development teams, and one thing that I've talked about, at least in my research through the teams, is that a lot of Nintendo's developers jump around between games so they'll work on one thing for however long they work on it and then they get moved into something completely different you know Mm -hmm. um and they do this uh, they do massive shifts with their development teams to try to get really fresh perspectives on whatever new franchise they're working on right yes um so thinking off of that i was uh you came up with the idea to, you know, kind of talk about um, different games that we've been playing a lot lately and kind of some features from those games that would, you know, improve Animal Crossing in some way, give us a new and great experience in the game. 
So I guess um, I'll start with mine, and I've talked about this game a lot on this podcast recently, but I'm still playing it. I'm still really liking it. I'm about done with what I want to accomplish in the game, but it's Stardew Valley, and so I've been playing this game a lot. I've I've grown to love it a lot. Um, I'll be honest, it probably took me about and this is going to sound ridiculous, but it took me like 20 hours to like feel like I really started to understand the game and how I wanted to play the game, mm. right? Yeah. Um, so anyways, now I'm pretty into it. I have over 100 hours <laughs> on it now. Okay. Um, so I've made a lot of progress. And like I said, I'm pretty close to accomplishing the things that I want to accomplish in the game before I essentially put it down until multiplayer comes out to switch, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, so the, the features that I thought would be cool are when you start Stardew Valley, you don't have too much pocket space. I think you could carry about 10 items. Um, and by about, I mean, you could carry 10 items and yes. very quickly you find out how little that is. Um, because you know, all the tools that you have in the game, like that, that already takes up five slots. So half of your inventory (laughs) is gone right from the get go. Um, so you can essentially carry five items, right? Now there are ways to, you could buy a bigger backpack and then you can carry 20 items. And just like that, the whole world opens up. And then eventually, if you maxed out your backpack, you could carry up to 30 items. And so I hope you know where I'm getting with this. But please give us some way to upgrade how many items we can carry in the game. Um, I think in games, is it 15 or 16 items that's the max to hold? I'm thinking it's 16. Yeah, so... In New Leaf, you could carry about 16 items, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you're carrying your shovel, you're carrying your axe, your fishing rod, your bug net, you're carrying all these things all the time to, you know, just do things that you run into randomly, right? Mm -hmm. I want to not stop at 16 items. Yes. I want to be able to go to Tom Nook's shop or whatever, buy a bigger backpack that lets me carry just so much more. And, you know, maybe you have like your regular inventory space, like your pockets, yes. right? <laughs> and then you buy a backpack on top of that. Right. And then it gives you like 30 more spaces to, um, you know, just to carry things. Yes. And, Awesome. I would love that. <laughs> and then imagine if it actually shows the backpack on your character. Yes, so <laughs> cute. You would get oh, they'd have to make a whole backpack store. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Who's a Okay, the person in charge of this backpack store is going to be a kangaroo cuz they have pouches. Ooh. Um and I don't know what their name's going to be, but it's got to be a kangaroo. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. And they and they make awesome backpacks. And not only is a shop owner also like a species that can live in your town, they're going to open up the species that only exist as special characters to villagers. Like mm. Tortimer the tortoise, now there's tortoise villagers right. that can live in your Ooh. town. So <laughs> I'm just adding on to it because I think that's awesome. Um, but yeah, the... Uh, that's something that I want to see in Animal Crossing. Another thing that Stardew Valley does is it has like special cutscenes with characters after you've grown relationships with them, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're already kind of getting the memories with villagers in Pocket Camp. Yes. And I feel like that's great. I think we need to grow that and put it into the main game and let you create memories with villagers in your game, you know? Right. Because now, not only, like, newly added screenshots. Like, we could take screenshots in our game for the first time, and 
since then, the Switch has just built in that functionality with the console itself. Like, you can take screenshots, and then you can record videos Video. of certain <laughs> games. So, like, if you experience, like, a little 30-second memory with a villager, I want to be able to record that, yes. and it's already built in. It's great. Um, so, I don't know. I want to see cutscenes added, something that shows you that you are becoming really close with the villagers in your town. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, based based on that approach, oh, man, I wonder if the way they would structure it would be that those cutscenes are exactly 30 seconds long, and then the the system itself would, would catch on to that and, and record it for you so that you don't, you don't even have to worry about forgetting, you know? When you get those cutscenes, you know it's going to get recorded. If If they can do that, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. And, it, you know, I always think of, I I was playing Happy Home Designer because there's going to be a Happy Home Designer video coming out tomorrow. Mm. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's kind of bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I did my best, okay? Um, anyway, so Happy Home Designer, like I logged in and I was like, oh, like I have this option to turn off or uh, and on the spot pass feature. Um, like the auto recording could just be a feature that you can turn off or on, you know, yes, right. if you run into a cutscene and you have auto record on, you know, like right when the cutscene ends, it's going to record. Right. And there you go. Like you don't even have to think about it or, you know, wait a second and hope that the cutscene's done. Um, also the cutscenes are fully voice acted. Just kidding. <laughs> they're, they're not going to be, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I want to see those cutscenes for sure. Yeah. And then the last thing I had from Stardew Valley is I just want a better interface to plan out my town in Animal Crossing because with Stardew Valley, I, I'm, this is a kind of a side project. I should donate some money because I used it and I love it. But somebody went ahead and they made a whole grid, an official layout of what a Stardew Valley farm looks like. Yes. And then, you know, it's all gridded out so you can put items exactly where they would be and plan out your farm exactly as you want it, you know? Mm -hmm. And they have all the different items, all the different crops that you can grow and all sorts of things. And I just kind of, now that I've done that with Stardew Valley and I'm making it come to life and you will all see this town um well at least my stardew valley farm pretty soon because i've been trying to rapidly get it done so Mm. i can just get to the point where i can do a final tour of my stardew valley town and or farm i keep calling it town (laughs) um i can do a final tour of my farm and show you like this is my layout this is what i worked so hard to accomplish and complete right (laughs) um but anyways, like I want some sort of interface where I can do the same thing with my Animal Crossing town. But the one thing I do recognize is that that's harder to do. Um, mm-hmm. Like everybody in Stardew Valley, like if you start with the basic farm, that that's one layout. Like there's no variation in the layout of the farm. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with Animal Crossing is like the parts of your town are randomly generated. Yes. Um, Right. You you don't really have control over what it looks like or what it feels or plays like, you know? (laughs) Um, But so uh, that's the one thing that's hard, but I keep thinking back to an idea that I had a while back that we talked about here before, but I want, when you make a town, I want there to be a little miniature diorama version of it in town hall where you can plot out where you're building your public works projects. Yes. So that's that's how you can do it, Nintendo. Um, give me a way where I can easily see a nice grid of my town and plan things out uh, from above without walking around yes, and right, awkwardly exactly. talking to <laughs> Isabel and saying, oh, is this spot good? Oh, no, it's too close to this bridge. Can't build here. Yeah, that's all yeah, I want. Right, right. No, yeah, I remember when you introduced that idea, and I, I love the reference from the get-go. I, I think it's awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's all of my stuff. Um, what did you have in terms of like other games that would be cool to implement features from? Sure. In yes, I'm still playing a lot of Rocket League. That's <laughs> that's kind of my my <laughs> go to game. For, it's gonna be for a while still. I feel. In you know, it's very exciting. It's very very unlike Animal Crossing. But I did come up with a, a neat little way in which they could be related um in rocket league basically you play a lot of matches um, you know it's a competitive game and once in a while once once you win or lose a match you unlock an item and the the cool part about that is that it, it shows you what the item is so you can see it right then and there and you can decide to equip it or not i want that in animal crossing for example if somebody gives you a shirt instead of just saying the name of the shirt it would be cool if they show you, like, you see a little mini screen on the side and it shows you what the shirt or what the clothing item is. And it also gives you an option to wear it right then and there. Um, that would also mm -hmm. apply for any item, you know, uh, wallpaper, uh, carpets, even furniture. Um, whenever you get an item, you see what it looks like so that you don't have to go back home and, and sort of install it there to see what it looks like um the game could show you right there um i think that would expedite things a lot yeah i think so that that sounds pretty nifty <laughs> <laughs> right and i don't imagine it would take too much to implement that but yeah I, I think it would it would be a nice little feature i think it sounds a little bit like it, what if we had it it would be so much better than the, the way i describe it i think it would be and a little addition that would mean a lot to a lot of players. Yeah, and I, what I like about it is, like, I've been playing all of the games, you know, um, just doing the series that I'm doing. Yes. And I'm noticing, like, which ones are more annoying to do certain things in. Yes. And one thing that I've been paying attention to is just, like, opening and closing your inventory. Um, I think... The one I've been happiest with so far, surprisingly, is City Folk. Like, that one felt really fast and smooth mm. to me. And so, yeah, I don't know. I like that idea just for, like, speeding up doing things yes. in general. <laughs> yes, right, right. So, yeah. Right. Now, um, I've, I've also gone back to a series that I've liked since since it came out. It's called Danganronpa, and it's a... Uh, it's a point-and-click adventure game. It's not on the Nintendo systems, at least not yet. And it's also hard to think of of, game, of features in a point-and-click adventure game that will relate to Animal Crossing. But I did come up with two, and, and I think they're kind of neat. The first one would be an overlay of the of the of your town, basically, at the map of your town, on the screen. But it's an overlay that is sort of transparent, so you can see through it. And you could bring it up at the press of a button and uh, whenever you want it. And you could still play the game technically, you know, behind the map. It, it's sort of bringing mm -hmm. like an overlay of the town but in, and you can still be playing the game. It's a quick way to see where you're going or to see where uh, like Poncho's house is or, or someone that you're looking for. Without having to like completely pause the game and bring up a new screen with the map. It might be nice to have a little overlay. Uh, like I said, it wouldn't stop you uh, from continuing to play, and you could see where you're going or where you want to go, where the cliff is, etc. Yeah, and I think this is going to be nifty, especially considering that, you know, New Leaf, I talked about earlier, the top screen was your gameplay, the bottom screen was your map. So mm -hmm. your map was always visible at that time. Um, at least when you play that game and in the switch like you don't have the benefit of two screens like two screens was a pretty great idea for a lot of handheld games because yes. you know they're on tinier screens there's not as much room to work with but having double the amount of screens fixed a lot of those problems that you know kind of handheld gaming had in the past and you know something you could ignore essentially yes. um with this game, I remember thinking about this and playing Splatoon 1 on the Wii U. I was very scared of what the map feature would be like in Splatoon 2 yes. going to one screen. Right. And 
Now I'm so used to it that I don't even notice, but <laughs> right. I was initially worried because I was like, the gamepad has my map, and this is this is a pretty good use of the gamepad. Yes. Um, I think there were a lot of complaints I had with the gamepad on Wii U, but Splatoon 2 nailed it with that. Yes. Um, it worked really well. And so, Spl- uh, well, I guess Splatoon 1 nailed it with the gamepad. Yes, Sorry, right. I said Splatoon 2. Um, habits, because I played only splatoon right. <laughs> 2 now um but splatoon 2 now you press a button and the map comes out but you can still move around while it's yes, out right so yeah uh, i totally see the benefit of having that um also another game like i didn't connect too much with the wii um and it was mm-hmm. mostly because the controller scheme it, i don't know it felt kind of forced like the gamepad felt forced mm-hmm. in a lot of wii u games but the one game that i felt really worked well with the wiimote nunchuck combo was actually xenoblade chronicles the first Ooh. one mm-hmm. um because you could still run around on the map while flipping through menus and it was very oh, wow. convenient <laughs> um it, it somehow worked miraculously on the wii <laughs> um and it was because of the nunchuck mm, you know okay okay yeah so i don't know i'm just thinking th- there are really great ways to make a game convenient to play and i'm hoping they can pull it yes. off and do something cool with this like overlay map idea yeah yeah you know the more i i, I think one of the the mo- modern terms of saying things like this is quality of life improvements in the games and, you know, the more we can get, the better. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Yeah, so I, I'll let you continue. <laughs> yeah, another one that I thought of from an adventure type of game, a lot of them have a, like a text log of all the different conversations that have happened. And, you know, adventure games are, they rival some books out there. So there's a lot of text, a lot of reading, and a lot of things that you might have missed or that you may want to go back to check what did this person say exactly. And you and I actually kind of ran into this recently when we sort of rediscovered a best friends feature in, in New Leaf. Um, there's a way to send messages to either your best friends or to everyone in your best friends list. And you're able to see some of the most recent messages that were sent out during the multiplayer session. I want to see something like that, but even uh, it, it's like a chat log that keeps track of everything that has been said, you know, um, for example, Let's say you schedule a meeting with Mitzi and she says, oh, come to my place at uh, 6 p.m. And you keep playing the game, you're doing other things, and then you forget, oh, um, what time did she say again? So if you're able to go back on the chat log and and check out what what she said, you can see the time there. And I think, you know, for Animal Crossing, it doesn't have to be as long as in an adventure game. So I'm thinking maybe 15 to 20 messages could be stored. It wouldn't take too much memory from the game. But it would still offer us the ability to see what was said, just in case we need to go back and check something, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think that's going to be super helpful. Um, I know we were playing with, like, the best friend feature, um, Mm -hmm. like you you said. And when you message people using that on New Leaf, like, it just keeps record of what was said. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I, I find it so convenient because there's so many times where you're facing a loading screen in Animal Crossing. Um, whenever I go back to that game, I realize how many loading screens I see all the yes. time. You walk into your house, loading screen. You walk out of your house, loading screen. You walk to another room in your house, loading screen. Um, you walk to the northern per- portion of town, loading screen. There's just every single thing is a loading screen in the game. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And so when you walk through something like that and somebody sends a message, it, you're going to miss it. It's gone. Right. And so, yeah, it's really a shame, uh, that there isn't a log currently for those things, except through this best friend feature. Um, I do want to make a note, the best friend feature, like now that we are best friends and, if we turn it on, we can message each other from our respective towns. Yes, yes that's right. And that's awesome. Yeah. 
that needs to exist all the yes. time. <laughs> um, I could be like, oh, hey, you're online. Can I go right. visit? <laughs> or do you want to come visit? That is so convenient, and yeah. It's so convenient. Like, it feels like we're best right. friends, <laughs> which is the point. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree completely. It, it would be way too awesome. Um, I can't believe we don't have it now, though. Right. <laughs> it, it's really a shame. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, I've also been playing, still playing some Super Smash Brothers. Uh, right now on the Wii U, still waiting for Ultimate on the Switch. But in the meantime... You know, Smash Brothers is known for keeping track of a lot of information, and and I want to see Animal Crossing take some of that approach. Uh, for example, I was thinking of uh, checklists. I know we have one basically, which is the catalog from Tomnook of everything that you've ordered, every every item that you had. I want to see something like that, but for everything, absolutely everything in the game, and you can separate them by type. And you, sh I, if possible, you should be able to access them. Wherever you are, you don't have to be at the store to, to check them out, right? So, for example, it would be a checklist for the fish and bugs and the sea creatures that you have. We kind of have that already. But there could also be one for clothing items, uh, one for wallpapers or carpets, uh, even one for gyroids. You know, it, it could show you which ones you have, how many you have, if you have multiple of them. And... I understand that some of them are sort of a spoilery if you see the name of some items that you don't have. So maybe those could be question marks until you unlock them. But I think, for example, for a gyro, it would be fine to see the names so you can at least tell how many how many of them you're missing and how many of them to, to keep an eye, an eye out for. So just give a separate checklist for everything and, and hopefully we can access them from a single menu. I think that would be nice. Yeah, I want to say... Um... The I, I totally do not mind if everything just shows up as question marks at first. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, if you get a green counter and a green table and they're in two separate spots and you see all these question marks in between it, you're going to be pretty sure that it's a green-themed <laughs> piece of furniture that you're missing. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't think that's a huge problem. It's like, I think back to Mario Party when you first start a Mario Party oh, game. Yes. And it's a brand new save file and you're just scrolling through question marks. <laughs> like you have zero idea what mini game you're about to play. Right. I love that. <laughs> uh, and, just, and the names to the games in that are so clever yes. and so fun. They're always plays on words. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Bring on the question marks. I want to see checklists <laughs> all over the place. And another thing, um, you mentioned like all the little data that Smash Bros. keeps track of. Yes. I've always been annoyed that you catch a fish, you catch a bug, you catch a sea creature. It gives you their size and there is no way to see what your biggest catch was, right. what your smallest catch was. Like there's no way to see any stats on the sizes that you get like what's the point of having a size or listing it yes. at all if you just you can't even look back right right um at least show me what the biggest fish i caught was at least show me what the smallest fish i caught was like those mm. two pieces of information i don't know like why give us that information <laughs> if it's not gonna matter right right so i agree hundred <laughs> percent right right and you know um, in a way um, some of the people that comment about you know smash brothers keeps track of a lot of information that may not necessarily be you know too relevant you know to each their own it, it depends on how you play the game how you approach it but if we see something like that like in animal crossing i think it could be you know a, a lot of things to keep track of too some that are maybe not as significant as others but uh, for example, it would be nice to see how many towns, uh, how many other towns you have visited, how many people have visited your town, um, the total number of bells that you've spent in your lifetime, you know, whether it's in your <laughs> town or, or in others, um, the number of weeds that you have pulled, the number of times you've fallen in a pitfall. So <laughs> a, a lot of things. I know we have some of these in the game already. Like w when you sit in front of your town tree, you can see some stats and some dates, uh, but it would be nice to see those in a menu and to have a lot of different numbers. And I mean, you know, you don't have to look at them if, if it's too much or if just 
think it's sort of insignificant, but it would be nice if the game keeps striking and it's all there for whenever you want to look at it. Yeah, and I, I want to point out, like, I, I think I figured out where these numbers can live and that some of the things you listed, like, there are things that we should be able to keep track of. For example, you said the number of towns we've visited or the number of visitors we've had in our town. Yes. Um, th- There are badges associated with these numbers. Right. Like, if you want a badge you want to know that what's the visitor badge like have 50 visitors yes, in your I town so. mm-hmm. and is that the gold at that point yes um so that's like a number you want to keep track of but currently there's no place for that to live and i'm like why not just put it at where that badge is like oh that's a good one yeah it, it can let you know how many visitors you need and then just turn it into a fraction. Say you've gotten 40 out of 50 visitors yes. so far. You're that close to getting it, right? <laughs> right. And so the same thing with weeds, same thing with all of that. Like there's a place where this information can live um, because it's not all pointless. Like it goes towards some sort of goal that you have. And I also want to be able to wear my badges on my shirts. Ooh, so yes. <laughs> that, that's a side note. I want, uh, you know what, Phineas? Hook me up with a Boy Scout, Girl Scout vest. Let me put my badges all over my right. vest and we'll be good. Right. That sounds great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think for sure this information is, it's just like the game keep tra- uh, keeps track of it. Yes. And unless you're writing it down. There's no way for you to know like where you are in making this progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but there could be, and I want to wear it on my shirt. Right, right. <laughs> and like you said, <laughs> the game knows, so just just show the player. <laughs> yeah, it's not too hard, right? <laughs> like, like I said, there, I've pointed out that there's a menu where this could live, right, and. I don't know. I I don't know why you wouldn't put it there. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, so I love it. I love these things. I love that other games um, can influence Animal Crossing in some way. Um, Because everything is, like, influenced in some way. And I don't know. I've been looking at a game called Ooblets for a while now, and... It looks like a great game because it combines things from Pokemon, Animal Crossing, and Harvest Moon. Ooh. And I'm like, those are all <laughs> top-tier games right there. Yes. Those are games that people love and adore, and Ooblets is going to be great because if it's combining all of the <laughs> fun things that we can do from that, of course I want to try that out. So I don't know. I think things like you know the Super Smash Bros. team say some of them work on Super Smash Bros and then move on to work on Animal Crossing. And, you know, they can bring a lot of those ideas over. And I think that's what Nintendo tends to try to do mm-hmm. with their development yes, teams. They move, yeah, they move people around and they let them work on something else to bring in a fresh perspective. And we've even heard this through their hiring process. They like to hire people who aren't really developers, who aren't people really who play games so much. Yes, that's Um, right. They like to find people who have interesting ideas and new ways to look at the process of playing a game and making one. Um, So, I don't know. I think there are places you can draw from. There are all sorts of places to be inspired by. And yeah, it, it's just, I, I don't know. The wait's getting hard. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about all, all the ideas that we've already brought. Um, I, I don't think I'll be upset if none of them make it in. I'll just be upset if they don't push this game like it should be pushed. Yes, right. It's been so um, long, you know. Yeah, it's been a long time, and I think as soon... My perspective on the wait for Animal Crossing changed dramatically as soon as I saw the Mario Kart 8 DLC, where we got the Animal Crossing stage added to Mario Kart, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So my perspective on the wait turned into, 
oh, okay, take as long as you need to make the game look this good. <laughs> I don't care what steps you have to do. Just make it look this good. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah. I, I guess I'm getting a little more impatient now, but I still want to be patient and, you know, be excited for them to show me something that is truly amazing. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, anything else you wanted to say about this topic or any of the other things we've talked about? No, just that I think it's it's great that we have pointed out the fact that Animal Crossing can be inspired by any game, any series, any genre. Like you said, let's just hope that the team that is working on it is as open-minded as can be and, and they're going to grab many features from many different places and make an awesome game and just let's just hope that we find out about it very soon <laughs> yeah and as long as they keep it animal crossing it should be fun yes <laughs> <laughs> it'll be great um anyways thank you all so much for listening if you want to be part of the conversation on all things animal crossing join the discord i have a link in the description of this podcast it's totally free to join you don't have to be a patron and if you do join you can get sergio and my friend codes if you do want to become a patron visit patreon.com slash chewy plays nintendo for just a dollar you can support our show and get tons of cool things like you get early access to my weekly updates and my friend code on switch Sergio is also working on some cool art projects that I think you'd like too, and things like music and, you know, just some graphic design stuff. <laughs> so we're trying to make it really worth it for supporters, and I know I always say this every week, but I have to do a better job at that. <laughs> um, anyways, if you are watching on listen or listening on YouTube, leave a comment about some features from your favorite games, and what you would like to see kind of transfer into Animal Crossing Switch. And please leave a review for the show wherever you're listening. It helps the show gain some visibility and allows our community to grow. And once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Goodbye, everybody.